Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website is scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. That's where you go to find the archives, blog posts, and all of those things. Today, I'm very excited about our study. Uh, we're going to start the gospel according to John. Uh, we finished Mark last week. We did Luke um, several months before that. And uh, we've done John, but it's been a very, very long time. And I've done a lot of growing since those years ago when we worked through the gospel according to John. So I'm excited to dig into it today. And uh, there's going to be some things to point out and things that might challenge you. And I think you're going to be very blessed uh, by this this morning. My prayer is that this will go forth. It'll pierce hearts. And it'll cause many of you to draw closer to God. One thing that's going to be very made clear right out of the gate with John is the deity, deity of Jesus, the deity of Messiah. As someone who's dove deeply into biblical Hebrew and Hebraic heritage and all those things over the years, I've ran into people uh, online, of course, who have taken that have taken it beyond where it should be and have fallen into what I would call a form of apostasy, where now they, they've went so far into that that they're longing to basically become Jewish and they've started denying the deity of Jesus, denying the deity of Christ. They've started denying that Messiah came and was God in human flesh which is what John is going to clearly point out to us today. And it's, it's beyond clear. It is clear. And John's not the only one to make this assumption. Let me just give you one example here before we get started. And it actually comes out of the Gospel of John. And then I'm going to start with John chapter 1 here. Let me just read this first. This is after the resurrection. And we have, where we have Doubting Thomas. Uh, let's look at what Thomas says about who Jesus is uh, when he sees him resurrected. So go, you go to chapter 20 and you start with verse 26. And it says, After eight days, again his disciples were within, and Thomas was with them. Then came Jesus to the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, Peace be upon you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger. And behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but be believing. You see, because Thomas, Thomas made that comment earlier, right? I'm not going to believe until I stick my hand in his side and, and all that. So Jesus is saying, here I am, stick your hand on my side. Be not faithless anymore, but be believing. Next verse. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. It's very, very clear. But the waters have become murky. Because while we are blessed to have the internet and be able to be able to share the gospel and the good news in such great abundance throughout the entire world, there's a flip side to that, a double-edged sword side to that, which is that also uh, things that are incorrect things that are just not doctrinally sound, things that are just 
wrong can also be shared and people can be led astray. Let that not be the case with you. So let's look at the gospel according to John. And he's going to, what's beautiful is this going to fit perfectly with the fact that we started the Torah portion schedule this week, which was the first six chapters of Genesis, right? Or the first five anyway. Let's get started. The gospel according to John, verse one. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So let's stop there. I'll just quote Matthew Henry. John's, this this title that he has for Jesus called the Word it uh, this is what Matthew Henry says the great commentator this is an idiom peculiar to John's writings meaning that John does this in several places he does it here in the gospel according to John then his letter the first John says for there are three that bear record in heaven the Father the Word and the Holy Ghost and these three are one. So instead of saying the Son, he says the Word, like he's, again, calling Jesus the Word. And then Revelation 19, if case there's any question about this, makes it very clear about who he is, who the Word of God is. So if you go to Revelation 19, verse 13, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Matthew Henry also points out something interesting that in the Chaldea phrase that they use to refer to Messiah, it's called Memra. Memra means the word of Jehovah. Interesting, interesting stuff. John is pointing out that in the beginning was the word. The word is Jesus. That word was with God, and the word is also, also was God. And the same in the beginning, was with God. All things were made by him, the word, and without him was not anything made that was made. So when we go back to our Genesis study this week, and I pointed out that when God says, let us make man in our image, I think when you connect with the Apostle John is saying here, that leaves room for no doubt who the us is. John tells you who the us is. For there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, the Ruach, HaKodesh. These three are one. Let's continue on. We're ready for, let's see, we're ready for verse 6. I haven't made it very far yet. Let's continue. We have three verses here about John the Baptist, and then it switches back to talking about Messiah again. Verse 6, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. 
He was not that light, meaning he's, he was not the Messiah, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Verse 9, That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. So please note again, verse 10, John is reiterating the fact that Jesus was involved in that creation. He's, he's trying to leave, he's trying to make sure that he leaves no room for error about who this person is. He was the light of the world. He was the word of God. The world was made by him. In fact, nothing that was made was made without him. And the great tragedy. And the world knew him not. Verse 11. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Referring to the Jewish people. Verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. You see, the, the people of God were called. It wasn't their blood that, that brought them. It wasn't their own will. But it was the will of God. Verse 14, And the Word was made flesh. Okay, who's the Word? Right, John makes it clear the word is Jesus. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So that is the first 14 verses of our study this morning. And it's very clear what John's mission was. When people read my book... I want them to leave the very first section without any doubt about who Jesus was. Now we're going to get to the witness of John the Baptist, which also has some very interesting things for us to look at, starting with verse 15. John, bear witness of him, and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me. For he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received the grace, have all we received and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. And this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then art thou, Elias? And he saith, I am not. Art thou that prophet? And he answered, No. And they saith unto him, Who art thou, that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? And he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Esaias. All right, so you have the religious leaders. They know there's something special about John. He's making a ruckus, 
right? And he's baptizing people. And he's talking about the one that's to come. And they are starting to wonder, is this guy the Messiah? And John fits their ideas better than Jesus because he comes from a priest. You know, his father was a priest. And, you know, he kind of fits their little religious narratives. But they come to him and they say, are you, are you the Messiah? He says, I'm not that. They say, okay, are you Elijah? Now, the reason they ask that is because Malachi says that Elijah will come. And what's interesting is John the Baptist says, I'm not Elijah. But then Jesus will say, actually, he, if you can receive it, he was Elijah. <laughs> but, of course, the Bible was telling us that Elijah would come, but it was symbolic, right? And Jesus makes that point. If you can receive it, John the Baptist was Elijah. John the Baptist knew who he was, though, in this sense. He knew that he was part of what was happening. And he quotes the prophecy from Isaiah. So, John, they say, who are you? You know, tell us who you are. And and so he says, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said by the prophet Isaiah. Of course, that's in the King James, but it's talking about Isaiah. That prophecy is found in Isaiah chapter 40. Here's what it says, verse 3 through 5. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. That's who John, or that's what John is referring to. Let's continue on, verse 24. And they that were which sent of the Pharisees, and they asked him, and they said unto him, Why baptizest thou then, if thou not be the Christ, nor liest, neither that prophet? And John answered them, saying, I baptize with water. But there standeth one among you whom you know not. He it is who is coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoe latchet I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Beth and Bethabara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and he saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which take away the sins of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, For he was before me, and I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore I am come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but that he sent me to baptize with water. The same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending, and remaining on him, the same as he which baptizes with with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and I bear record that this is the Son of God. So right out of the gate, Jesus is already being called the Son of God. Verse 33. Again the next day, after John stood, and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following, and he saith unto them, What seek ye? 
they said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? And he saith unto them, Come and see. By the way, I love that phrase. They're like, Who are you? What are you about? He's like, Follow me. Come and see for yourself. Right? You can't understand this. You're going to have to see this with your own eyes. Come and see. And they came and they saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew Simon Peter's brother. So you have two you have two guys who are disciples of John the Baptist. John the Baptist sees Jesus and he points him out and he says, Behold the Lamb of God. And two of those disciples that were following John now start to follow Jesus. One of them happened to be Andrew, Simon's brother. Verse 41. He first findeth his brother Simon. And he saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. So when Jesus meets Peter, he goes ahead and changes his name right there. You're going to be called Cephas, a stone. This is not a new concept. You know, when people are transformed by God in the Old Testament, often he changes their name, right? Abraham was changed to Avraham. Sarai changed to Sarah. Jacob changed to Israel. Okay? By the way, that's going to happen to you too. What does Revelation chapter 2 say? He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh, I will give to eat of the hidden manna. I will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saveth he that receiveth it. You see, when you have an encounter with Christ, you become a new person. Paul says you become a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Beautiful. We could spend a lot of time on that, but we don't have the time. So let's continue going. Verse 43, the day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip. And he saith unto Philip, follow me. Now Philip was of Basidia, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael, and he saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. <laughs> There's that phrase again. We just read earlier where, G, where they're like, Jesus, they call him Master, and they're like, We want to go see where you dwell. And he says, Come and see. Come see for yourself. Philip's saying, Nathaniel, we found the Messiah. See, they know right out of the gate who, the, who he is. We have found the Messiah. And Nathaniel's like, uh, Really? Can anything come out of Nazareth? Come and see for yourself. 40, verse 47. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, and he saith to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. And Nathanael saith to him, Whence knowest thou me? 
And Jesus answered and said, Before that Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. And Nathanael answered, and he saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art King of Israel. So right away, Nathanael, when Jesus tells him something, we don't really understand all of it, but something was going on, Nathanael was under the fig tree, whatever Jesus said about that fig tree and about him being underneath there was enough for Nathanael to go, okay, there's only one possible answer here. This is the Son of God. This is the king of Israel. In verse 50, Jesus answered and he said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. He saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, this is the last verse of this chapter and it's extremely important. And it gets, it gets missed because people don't know the Old Testament. Here's the last thing Jesus says before we end. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now, if you were Jewish growing up in that day, and you were going to synagogue, and you were hearing the law taught over and over and over, and the book of Genesis was memorized by young Jews when they were boys, when Jesus makes this statement, first voice is verily, verily. You know, in Hebrew, when they when something needs to be emphasized to say pay attention, it's spoken two or three times, well, two times, to say it's not just true, but this is really true. So sometimes you'll hear Jesus say truly, truly. Uh, in the Old Testament, uh, when Isaiah is in the throne room of God, what do the angels say? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. He's not just holy. He's really, really holy, right? So Jesus is saying, verily, verily, i got something really important for you to understand. You call me Messiah. You call me the Son of God and the King of Israel because I revealed this whole under the tree situation. But you're going to see something greater than that. What you're going to see is heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is important. Here's where we find the answer to that question. If you know your Old Testament, then you know about Jacob's ladder. So let's go to Genesis chapter 8 real quick. This is important. And Jacob went out from Beersheba, and he went toward Haran. And he lightened upon a certain place, and he tarried there all night, because the sun was set. And he took of a stone of that place, and he put them for pillows, and he lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set upon the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. So what is Jacob seeing? He's seeing this bridge between heaven and earth in the form of a ladder, right? What does he see? And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. Jesus just said, I am that ladder. I am that bridge between heaven and earth. Jacob saw that ladder and he saw the angels descending, ascending and descending on it. And Jesus says, you're going to see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. That's so powerful. 
There's only one bridge between here and heaven. There's only one ladder. There's only one path. There's only one way. And that is through an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. The scriptures say if you believe that he died for your sins and that God rose him from the dead, if you believe that, you will be saved. He is the ladder. That's our study for this morning. I pray you've been blessed. I hope that your hearts have been pierced. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.